Hi, I'm Hannah May. And this is Hannah Gray. Welcome to Beauty and the Imperfections. A place where you don't have to be perfect. Because neither are we. So grab a seat and a cup of coffee. Don't forget your Bible. Let's dig in. You have redeemed me. You have made me new. You have restored me. You have restored me. So I'm going to talk about how Hannah and I met. We were both stationed in Fayetteville. We were uh, young army wives, younger for sure on my end. Um, (laughs) But um, anyways, we were both stationed there. And I don't have very many moments where I meet somebody and automatically think, oh, that's going to be my friend. Most of the time, I'm kind of the opposite. Like I'm like, I'm probably not going to like this person. But I always try to give people a fair chance and get to know them. And, um, but with her, for some reason, there was like this instant connection. And I think part of it is like, there's a whole history there. Like we're both pastor's daughters. We're both the middle child and we both share the name Hannah. (laughs) We both married our high school sweetheart. So things like that, like those were all things that we immediately had in common. We both uh, loved kids. Um, she was a nanny. I was a mom and we loved it. And so it was just an immediate draw, um, for us. And when we lived in Fayetteville, we would come, she would usually come over to my house. I went to her house a few times and we would have coffee. And usually it was always in the kitchen and we'd sit in the kitchen, sometimes on the floor. Sometimes I had this little table and we'd sit and we'd have um, coffee and we'd almost always pray. We'd almost always have our Bible and we would just definitely, we always talked about what we were going through, like what our struggles were, what was going on in our marriage. We cried together. We laughed together. It was just a beautiful, awesome fellowship and really started an awesome lifelong friendship. Now, how did we reconnect? So how we reconnected, um, Hannah and I talked a little bit intermittently, but honestly, not that much. We mostly just kept in contact through social media. And then one day I was struggling in my marriage and I was about seven years in and Hannah had mentioned in passing that, um, she had had some struggles at seven years in and we just moved on. I was newly married. There was no reason for me to focus on this. I was just like, okay, cool. That was an interesting part of your past. And we moved on. And then five years later, um, Sorry, this is just really crazy to me. But five years later, um, I remembered Hannah saying this at seven years into her marriage, she was struggling and I was really struggling in my marriage. And just on a whim, I messaged her and it was the day that she got back from Germany. Like she had just gotten back to the States and she got my message. And my message was just a cry for help. Like, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing. There's this huge struggle in my life and we've really connected over things before. 
I need guidance. I need help. And I need godly help. And Hannah was right there for it. She showered me with Bible verses and different ways to pray for my husband. And it was the most loving reconnection that we could have had. And it had to be um, just through God's sovereignty. There was no other way that I would remember this little snippet of something she said five years before, or that she would just be getting back to the States on the day that I needed her. Um, God has just made himself known so much in our relationship throughout the years, throughout when I met her in Fayetteville to reconnecting and to now and something something that you should know about us and that's going to come out in our podcast is we're fighters. We're going to fight to try to find the right answer. And we don't know. We don't know what the answers are. That was most of our Tuesday mornings was just, um, was getting to a point where like, we didn't understand what God was saying. We were searching the Bible for what would make sense, what, what this life is. And we were asking hard questions and we were ready to wrestle for those answers. So what's the deal with coffee and prayer? So coffee and prayer goes back a long way for me and Hannah. For me, it started when I was in Fayetteville and I met my mentor. Um, She was this amazing woman that God just drew me to. I actually uh, first met her stepdaughter and wound up over at her house. And we really, it's not like we don't, I love her stepdaughter, but I really hit it off with the stepmom and we, she's uh, like 14 years, my senior, but just somebody that she is just has a great sense of humor. We just hit it off. And it's just this amazing, godly woman, just full of wisdom. And so I would go to her house. I'd have coffee. We'd pray. We'd talk. We'd read the Bible together. We'd keep each other accountable. She'd come to my house. We'd do the same. And we made it a first, I think it was like a weekly thing. And then it was like a bi-weekly. And we even included my sister-in-law later because she lived in Fayetteville too. And so it actually kind of grew. And then when Hannah came to Fayetteville, we started doing it. Yeah. And throughout my life too, um, when I started meeting with mentors in Uh, Once I got to college, I started meeting with my mentor over coffee. And at that time I was going for youth ministry and she was a youth pastor. So she just really helped me work through that. I was um, getting ready to get married. So she was talking me through a lot of that stuff. And it was just really good to have godly counsel over something that tasted so nice and cozy, warm. So when that when that had the opportunity to continue shortly after I got married and moved to Fayetteville with Hannah, I jumped on that. (laughs) And again, when it was Hannah and I, we were meeting weekly. Um, It was just such a, such a good time just sitting on the floor of Hannah's kitchen and chatting over the big things in life. And when my coffee pot broke, she actually brought me a new coffee pot. And I have to say, I just, it just broke like two weeks ago. And I like wanted to cry. <laughs> because it was just, it was like, it just was such a fond memory, you know? So. Yeah. I, I will always remember those Tuesday mornings. Same. All right. So one of the things that we would always talk about, and 
one of the reasons we thought it was so important to meet was um, that verse in Matthew, Matthew 18, 20, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am among them. And we didn't always have the fellowship that we wanted throughout the week with other people. And when we were hitting hard things, we knew that we had to be in fellowship with one another. We needed God in our presence. And God is there when we're alone, but he says in his word, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am among them. And it was just so good to go through our issues together and know that God was there with us. And we're going to have to edit some of that because some of that sounded pretty sacrilegious. Because <laughs> I know that God is there when it's just us. I know, but but, but the idea of... The idea of fellowship was really important to us. That well, like, and I mean, it does say like when two or three years gather together, I am there also. Like there's something to that. It's not just, you know, like, yeah, when I'm alone in my quiet place, he's there. Mm-hmm. But also when we're together, like there is fellowship and he's in the midst of that. Right. So. And there was intentionality, like, because we'd be meeting every week, there were sometimes we'd I'd walk in the door and I'd be all fired up on something because I knew that that was where I was going to find like that iron sharpening iron, that fire that like we were okay with disagreeing. And we knew that when we were facing hard questions, when we were facing things that made it sound like the Bible was contradicting itself, we knew that the logic was there, that it's not, the Bible does not contradict itself. So we were able to hold each other accountable that way, but also able to ask the hard questions of, okay, if it's not contradicting itself, what is it actually saying? Right. So why are we doing this podcast? So because we've been, I live in Minnesota and Hannah's in Missouri. Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> but I'm moving. So like soon. Um, because I'm in Minnesota and Hannah's in Arkansas, we haven't actually seen each other face to face since Fayetteville yeah um we've stayed in contact through texting a little bit but mostly calling mostly hours and hours of being on the phone and then the next day calling right back and being like hey you know how we worked through this yesterday I got more questions I got more (laughs) and we've read several books several of the same books um together just so that we could talk about them and We've read books that we know that we're going to disagree with just so that we could um, sharpen that side of us and get a more clear idea of where, where our beliefs lie. And we don't agree on everything. There are several subjects that. Yeah. And I think that there's that wrestling aspect. So sorry to interrupt, but I was just like, when you were saying that, yeah, like, I think we both want to wrestle further with the word. Like we want to say, okay, we might not agree with that, but is there something we can take away from that? Right. So, and we don't agree with everything we read and we don't agree with each other all the time, but I feel like that's part of the relationship. That's so like good is that we are wrestling through this. We're trying to get working out our salvation with fear and trembling. We're not buying into what anything says. We're holding true to the logic that the Bible is true and that we might not understand how or why, but that's the that's what we have to hold everything against. So that's where we're at there. Yes. And okay. So for like, that's kind of where we came up with the idea for a podcast was like, just 
and slash YouTube channel, because we were like, you know, I bet there's other people who do the same thing, who are wrestling with these same issues. And, you know, maybe if we talk it out, it will help them. And so that's kind of what we're going to be doing. Um, we really want a safe place where people um, can watch and listen and a place where we will be fully known and loved anyways. So. And I think in regards to that, like we're not perfect. So we're not going to say the right things all the time. Um, we're people, we're human. We are doing our best to portray God's word, but we're going to get it wrong sometimes. So if that happens, feel free to message us and comment. We would really appreciate that because we are looking for the truth. We're not looking for our interpretation of what is true. We want truth. So we are truth seekers. Why the title Beauty and the Imperfections? So the name of this podcast slash YouTube channel is um, Beauty and the Imperfections. Our mission statement is Beauty and the Imperfections, loving who God purposed us to be. And Hannah and I kind of have different versions of what that means to each of us. So for me, that means when I look at women or like uh, friends and I see something about them that I like, it might even be something that's similar to that I do. Like I think about um, if you have seen the show, New Girl, Jess, <laughs> she is this quirky, crazy, annoying lady but I relate to her and I feel like I'm her sometimes. And like, I put myself in similar situations and I think that it's great. And I love her character because of that. But when I see those things about myself, like when I think about the annoying stuff that I've done or the like awkward situations I put myself in, like sometimes I can laugh at them. And sometimes I'm just like, I'm ashamed of myself. Like, I'm like, how could I be like that? And then I almost like, hate myself sometimes because of those things. And those are the things that I think God made me that way for a reason. Like God gave me these qualities to make me, me. And I think they're beautiful qualities that God gave me. Um, I don't always see them that way, but they are beautiful because God made us beautiful and unique. Like in Psalm 139, um, here we are. Uh, Psalm 139, 13 and 14, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. So like right there and like the whole chapter of Psalm 139, which is probably my favorite, favorite chapter ever written um, in the Bible, I think, um, because it just talks about how much God loves us, how much he really invested into us when he created us. He knows the hairs on our head. He knows our thoughts. He knows when we go, when we get up and when we lay down, like my husband, when he sleeps next to me, he doesn't even know sometimes when I get up, I don't even know when he gets up, like he will leave for work and I'd be like, where did he go? When did he leave? I don't even remember. And he kisses me before he leaves. And I forgot, like, I've called him before. You didn't kiss me. Yes, I did. Sweetheart. I kissed you. Um, <laughs> so it's it, like, even, I don't know that. And I love him. You know, he's, I love him more than anybody on this earth, you know? So that's, you know, that's how much God loves us is that he knows every time we get up, every time we lay down um, and everything, he knows our thoughts and that's awesome. So yeah, so that is the beauty and the imperfections to me. For me, um, being a Christian woman who's divorced and a single mom, 
um, there is a lot of shame that goes along with that um, as far as feeling like you're not good enough and feeling like the people in your church or the people surrounding you are judging you. And there's just a lot of shame along with that. And for a long time, I thought that that was just how, um, how my life turned out based on the mistakes that I've made. And And it was really hard for me to come to terms with the fact that God knew this is going to be my life. Like he wasn't surprised by the fact that this is how my life ended up. And he's not ashamed of me because I'm divorced and he's not. um, This is harder than I thought it would be. (laughs) Um. There's just a lot of forgiveness and love there that Christ has for me that I wasn't able to see for myself. And now that I can, I want other people to see that God has a purpose for your life, even when it's not perfect, even when things don't go the right way. Those are definitely my kids in the background, not sleeping. So what are the theme verses for the year? All right. The verses we've chosen for our theme verses this year are 1 John 1, 5 through 10. And that, if you've ever heard of DC Talk, that's our song. So these are the verses, 1 John 1, 5 through 10. This is the message we've heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice to truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I'm going to talk about the verses uh, one through or five through seven that Hannah read. And um, what I take away from those when I read those, first of all, is if we're in fellowship with God, we're in the light and when, and he is the light. And when we fellowship with one another, we're doing what God wants. Like when people always say, oh, you know, was going to church all that important. Like, and I don't want to preach to people because especially with everything that's been going on, like it's hard to get to church, you know, with COVID and everything. But beside that, like, and I guess even in, in, in light of that, like, remember that we need to be fellowshipping one with another. Like God calls us to do that. In the verse, it says, let's see, I think it's verse six. No, verse seven. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we'll have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we will have fellowship one with another. So he's saying, if you're in the light, fellowship. And if you can't get to church right now, you know, I think it's important to have a prayer meeting with a friend, whatever you can do, because I know like, depending on where you are in this, like where you're located, whether you've been vaccinated or whatever, that's going to depend on whether you can have fellowship, but it is so important to have fellowship. And that's why having coffee 
and talking to a friend is so important because you have to have that fellowship. I'm going to talk about the last verses, eight through 10. And what I think these verses speak to is radical honesty. It says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I think that these verses are speaking directly to shame. Shame is what keeps us from admitting our faults. Shame is what keeps us in this mindset that we need to be perfect. But the thing is, we can't. We cannot be perfect. And there isn't forgiveness in saying you have no sin. There isn't forgiveness in hiding your sin. If you deceive, if we deceive ourselves, the truth isn't in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just and he will forgive us. There's no point in hiding our imperfections. He, he says right here that he's faithful and he's just and he will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's no sin. There's no hidden thing that he cannot cover. But then again, in the last verse, it says, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I think the real, the real thing we should be scared of here is the shame. Because if we're, if we're not admitting our sin, if we're not admitting our faults, then we are making him a liar. Then we're calling his character into question. And he's, he actually is perfect. So really shouldn't be questioning his character if anybody's. And all we're called to do is confess our sins, is confess our sins, and he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So all we have to do is admit that we're not perfect. Why is that so hard for us? So again, we don't have all the answers, but we want to wrestle with the tough questions that are not always addressed in a church setting, um, you know, like the deeper heart issues. We're going to get it wrong sometimes. We're people, we're not perfect. If we get it wrong, let us know because we are wanting to look for truth. And if we haven't found it, we just got to do more digging. We're truth seekers. Also, if you have a good topic that you're wrestling with, let us know about that because chances are we've either wrestled with it or want to wrestle with it. So, or we might not have thought about it and it might be a really good uh, question. We're here for it. We are. We're here for the journey. So thank you for joining us. And have a good week. Thanks. All right. Are you saying subscribe? Subscribe. Don't forget to hit the like button. And if you liked our show, share it with your friends. Share it with your friends.